Uh, this is Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. On this week's episode, I have my best friend, I would say, Seth Shoemaker, and um, he's going to talk about what happens when his life changes. But Seth has a lot of titles. Number one, Philip's best friend. Number one. Then husband, then father, and then whatever else. Oh, disc golf protege. Except for when I beat you. Don't forget about that. Yeah. I'm the number one. I'm the top seed of the church. So it's it's February now, and it's still too cold, but I have to knock him down a peg once we are able to get back to disc golfing. I went disc golfing the other day, and it was an absolute muddy mess. Oh, I bet, dude. I bet. It's, kind of, it's, it's cold and it's wet. That's kind of why I haven't been going. Yeah. No, you haven't <laughs> been going. It's like you beat me, and it's like you're just going to be done for the rest of your life. It's retiring after winning the championship. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So I've been training Seth to be – a master of disc golf so that we can start a huge disc golf. Oh, uh, what would you call Dojo. Yeah, I'm down. For the church. I'm down. Yeah. So we're going to train a bunch of people in the church and hopefully maybe even be able to compete with other Co- churches. Yeah, except College Park would probably still kick our butt. Yeah, they would. For <laughs> sure. So we're going to talk about just, you know, when you get called to something and – there's a lot of temptations in life that can draw you away from it. I'm sure everybody's listening knows what that feels like. You know you're supposed to do something, but then something tempts you outside of it. So we're going to talk about those things. But Seth was also a title of Seth is a youth leader. He's no longer a youth leader at the church, but he was my youth leader. So um, when I'll I never, first, no, I'll never forget that either. You were, yeah, it was fun, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> so he. I first come to the church, he's not youth leader yet, but pretty much is about to be. The transition is already happening. And to be honest with you, not to get too sappy or anything, but you are really one reason why I was like, okay, the church can be fun. The church isn't full of a bunch of stiffs, you know. <laughs> Try not to be. The, the church can yeah. be fun. Um, and I remember, you know, just lock-ins, all those types of things, um, you know, I remember when we took a trip to um, Indiana Beach. Oh Lord, yeah. And we're driving. Who was driving? Was it? I was. I was driving. Was it you? Okay, so we have a a a van full of kids, and we're about to miss our exit. (laughs) And I didn't think a twelve-person van filled with twelve people could get on two wheels, but you made it happen. We did, and it was one of the most. Well, I was relying on you because I'd never been to to Indiana Beach. You're like, oh, we need to turn here. I'm like, oh, okay, and I just. A bunch yeah. of kids that have never yeah. paid attention to where they're going. You, <laughs> don't even, you can't even drive no yet. Idea, dude. It was bad. It but was so, oh gosh, that was awesome. It was just a bunch of a bunch of guys in one van and the girls were in a car. And it was about to be just the yeah. girls going to Indiana to, Beach. To uh, quote my girl Carrie Underwood, man, Jesus took the wheel yeah. on that one. That was crazy. Yeah. That so, was hilarious. So, <laughs> that was so we, we had a lot of fun times in youth. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it was a blast. Lots of kids. You know, and, and so those are some of the moments we're going to talk about. But first, Seth, tell, you know, tell the people that are listening um, and me, because I don't maybe I don't even remember the full story of just how you got started in church in general, because you don't have really like your typical church background. Um, so just talk about that. Nope. So I grew up uh, Catholic, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to church. I was an altar boy, all that stuff. But I never really went. Uh, it just I never felt uh, nothing against catholics by any means it just didn't feel right to me just something felt a little off about it it just wasn't me in general like i just i don't know but uh so 
single guy, 17 years old. Uh, my cousin uh, has a lot of really good looking friends. I'm like, hey, she set me up with one of them. Mm-hmm. And she gives me this list. And I knew Britt from uh, coming to New Life when they were on the storefront as a um, for a, like a Halloween party. And that's when I met. I was a sophomore when I met her, but this was my senior year that we started dating. And I'm like, man, this kid's girl, this girl's like super good looking. Heck yeah. That's really all I cared about <laughs> at the time, you know? Yeah. And then, Any teenage yeah. And then she was like, so you should start coming to church with me. I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then it took, you know, another, probably another couple weeks. I didn't fight too hard from it, mm-hmm. but started going to church, started going to her youth group. Cause I was in the age of the time Scott was youth leader when I started going, uh, just, I don't know, man, I walked in, everybody was like excited to meet me and talk to me and everything. It felt really welcome right off the bat. And then kind of the rest is history, but I really enjoyed youth group and I'd never really had anything like that growing up. So just kind of belonging with like a group of people, like, you know, like all like-minded and everything. It was super cool. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started coming to church and youth group was through her. Scott was a big part of me coming in, uh, you know, the girlfriend's dad, the big scary girlfriend's yeah. dad, but you know, it, I didn't even see him like that. You know, like I, I learned a lot from him and had a lot of fun, did a lot of stuff, did a lot of like the cafe nights and the you know, lock-ins and the 30 hour famine. Like it, it was a blast. Mm-hmm. So it did, it really hooked me pretty hard. So, you know, just with, with coming from this Catholic background, to a baptist church that's got to be a pretty drastic change dude okay so when we first my first my very first service on the storefront uh we walk in brit's like well i usually sit towards the front i'm like no that's not happening we sat in the very back (laughs) row right up against the wall and i'm sitting there and uh so i walked in first thing i did was look for the holy water you know Mm -hmm. i'm like oh okay you know none of that and then uh so we walked in so we sat down and the singing, it was, it was all a little bit different to me, just standing up and singing and all that. Um, well, then we get to the sermon. Jimmy's going in, he's, he's preaching, you know, he's talking, doing his thing. And he said, I forget exactly what he said, but it sparked an amen moment. And Mike Geringer jumps up and goes, amen. And I'm like, dude, sit down, shut up, man. You're not supposed to you don't do that when the guy's talking. Be quiet. Yeah. You know, like it, it It took a minute. And she's like, she's like, no, it's, it, it happens. He's, he's getting excited. I'm like, oh, okay. And then in my back of my head, I'm going, all right, this is, is a little bit different than what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, it was a big change. It was definitely a big change. Yeah. And then, so you, you're, you're starting to come to youth. How, how often are you coming to youth? Yeah, every week. Every week. Yeah, because if I wanted to hang out with the hot chick, I had to keep going. Yeah. So, yeah, every week. Every, every week. Wednesday, because they were doing it Wednesday and Sunday. Yeah. So, I went all the time. Mm-hmm. So, then, then now you're getting a little older, yep. obviously. So... Yep. You know, you're hanging out more. You're maybe getting a little bit more involved, you know, in church. Mm-hmm. You know, those types of things. When did when did youth kind of come into uh, into picture? Like, you know, this is something I want to do. Um, I know you were helping Chris and Brandy. Yeah, that's when I started. You know, how did how, how did helping Chris and Brandy even happen? Uh, they asked. They hey, you know, uh, we're gonna I forget what we were we were gonna go somewhere, and they needed some chaperones, and they asked Britt and I if we wanted to stay on and help. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Cause I mean, I'm just a big kid anyway. Yeah. I just, you know, I was, a, I was a big kid who I gave a little bit of responsibility to. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Idea. Yeah. It was a bad idea. I mean, I, I'm not saying I was perfect right off the bat. I wasn't perfect at all, but I mean, yeah. I, I got in some trouble a couple of times, you know, right. Hey, you know, they pull me aside. Hey, 
you shouldn't be saying that. Oh, okay. (laughs) I had some learning to do, but I mean, it was, I don't know. That's really what stuck. They, they asked for help and I really enjoyed playing the games, interacting with the kids, talking to them, uh, even having a few kids would come up and be like, Hey, so I'm, I'm having issues at home or at school and just sitting and listening. And I don't know, dude, it, it felt really good to help these kids out. Like, and it, it was awesome. I, I don't know. It just, it just really struck me right in the heart, man. It was like, this is what I need to be doing at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's kind you of, you know, and then when, when I, when, when, I, when Ben invited me to, to youth group and I met you for the first time, I pretty much, my first impression of you was exactly what you said. You're a big kid, <laughs> big kid. I yep, still kid. am. Um, so, you know, so now you're helping Chris and Brandy, you know, you're, you're helping them with lock-ins, those types of things. That's when lock-in was like the first time I was like, okay, this is a guy that I'm going to hang out with. This is a guy that, you know, I'm going to, you know, have fun with those types of things. Um, and then Chris and Brandy kind of made their announcement that they were going to step away and that you and Britt were going to take over. How did that process happen? How did, how did you go from this one thing to be a chaperone or something, you know, help out, have fun, be mm-hmm. the kid, mm-hmm. you know, um, be the, be the fun chaperone, but it's another thing to lead it. It's another thing to be kind of the leader of the youth group. You know, why did you choose to do that? I felt like, so basically, uh, Jimmy sits me, Chris and Brandy, Scott, and then remember Nathan, mm-hmm. uh, we were all sitting in a room and he told me he's down here in the conference room. He said, um, Chris and Brandy are out. Um, we need a youth leader. And me and Nathan kind of looked at each other. Nathan was still going to school, so there's no way. And I'm like, you know, hey, and I just got to felt this tug on my heart. And I was just like, hey, I'll do it. I'm in. And Jimmy's like, all right. And he's like, you think Britt would help us? So we could have like, you know, female. And I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. So that's kind of how kind of how it happened. They, We needed somebody like now. And I interimed for like, because they were in the process of stepping out mm-hmm. before they actually stepped out. Yeah. So I took over for three or four months, kind of held it down. But before I actually got the title of youth leader, but uh, yeah, they, he, Jimmy was like, you know, I need somebody and I'm like, Hey, I'll do it. And it just, it, it felt right. <laughs> yeah. So what did it, how did it affect your relationship, you know, with God, how did it affect your relationship with your wife and how did it affect your relationship with, you know, the kids that you've, you've been chaperoning and now you're the leader. Um, you know, what, what was different about chaperoning and then actually being the leader? Once you took it over, you weren't doing the interim stuff. You were, you were the guy. Yeah. So I'll start with, so it didn't really change Britt and I at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause we both knew that's what we were called to do. So we were prepared. Uh, you know, there was a little bit of, you know, like we come home from like, like a concert or something with youth group and Britt was like, oh, I don't think we should have done that. And I'll be like, oh, I thought it was fine. And then we, you know, there's a little bit of, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure out, but other than that, like it, it wasn't anything that wasn't really anything, anything different. It put yeah. any extra stress on us or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but as far as like with the kids, um, no, it, the only thing that was kind of scary at first, because I'm taking on some responsibility now. You know, if, if anything happened when I was a chaperone, I could be like, ah, oh, Chris and Brandy will take care of me. You know, like, uh, I'm just here to help. But now that I've got responsibility, I've got accountability, I've got other people's kids. I'm trying to keep them safe, trying to make sure they learn some stuff, trying to, you know, make it a good environment. And it was, it was tough. It was scary trying to figure out all that. So what I did, I don't know if you remember or not, but, uh, I sat everybody down in a room in the youth room and I said, all right, I want you guys to write down a list for me 
things that I need to work on that you've noticed. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I went down to the altar that day and I mm -hmm. prayed over every single one of those things on that list. And I felt a lot better after that. I felt mm -hmm. like that was what I was, I was humbling myself a little bit, showing you guys I'm taking this serious. And a lot, and I don't put a whole lot on the kids. I take, I put it all on me mm -hmm. and it was my job to make the kids feel comfortable and safe that I was, they were in good hands with me. And I felt like that was a huge step doing that. And it was, that was hard for me. Mm -hmm. listening to all this feedback you know oh you're you know, you're too competitive you're too loud sometimes i'm like you, you talk too much mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff and see the the interesting part about those lists and i don't know what the what was on those lists but you can imagine just the way people are one person would say you're too loud the other person would say you're too quiet mm -hmm. and then how do you how do you figure out okay where do i need to be yep um that's what the hard part about criticism is you know because everyone has a different perspective and when you have that many youth all of them are going to think different of oh, you yeah. and that's going to affect how you teach that's going to affect how you play that's going to affect how you do a lot of things help that individual and that's why it's so good which i believe for a youth group to to be as successful as possible what i like is a husband and wife to do it because you can kind of attack all angles you can attack the hard side you can attack the sensitive side male female all those different types of things but what did you feel like when you were like in it like your relationship with god so when i first took over i mean it was it was good it was good relationship. i was i was reading my bible did enough you, did you, you feel know? like that was where you were supposed to be i did i felt like when i was sitting out in that room and jimmy's like hey i need a youth leader i felt this huge tug in my heart like this is you this is your time and i'm mm -hmm. like all right and i i stepped right up and was like i'll yeah it's me i'll do it and so I felt really reassured. And then especially after going down to the altar with that list and praying over it. I mean, cause it was serious to me too at the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to let these kids down. I didn't want to disappoint anybody. You know, I wanted to be as best I could be for the, for the church, for the program, you know, all that good stuff for the kingdom, obviously. Mm -hmm. So like I, I wanted to make an impact and it was, I took it very serious, but I felt, I definitely felt like I had God's stamp of approval. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that always feels, it just feels nice when you know that you're, you're where you're supposed to be yeah. and then things are, are working out. And that kind of gives you that reassurance of, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and I felt that moment when I was called to preach that kind of tug or whatever to, to, you know, to preach and do what I was supposed to do. And, and there's a lot of people that, you know, don't know what they're supposed to do and they, they wind up trying to you know this is a good thing too you know you try different things you kind of do the the smorgasbord of of things and that's kind of what i did because i even took over you mm -hmm. you know a, a couple youth leaders yep. away after you did um but i kept really feeling like that's not what i'm supposed to do um until you really know what you're supposed to do then there's like this piece about it I and mean, that's kind of what you're describing this piece that um i'm where i'm supposed to be yeah you know so you know, this wasn't something I, I I talked to you about, but what were some of the challenges as a youth leader, though? So you're you got all these kids. <laughs> yeah. You get you get new kids fairly often. Maybe not for you know just regular youth, but when we yeah. do events and things like oh, that, yeah. and just games outside, you know, you're getting a bunch of these new kids. So what were some of the challenges as as, as being that 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 youth leader, that guy? So um, as you know, just as well as anybody else teenagers are moody mm -hmm. yeah they're not the easiest to deal with 
So I was dealing with attitudes. I was dealing with moods. Um, I was dealing with um, <laughs> sometimes my own attitudes and moods, you know, depending on you know what was going on in my life that week. Mm-hmm. So I was dealing with that. Um, de- dealing with youth parents was fun. Um, that was always kind of, you know, you didn't want to, you didn't want these parents doubting you at all. So you're trying, basically Britt and I adopted a, a voting. We voted a lot in our youth group. And, and uh, you know, if 10 kids wanted to do one thing and two kids wanted to do the other, I figured it made more sense to make two kids mad instead of make 10 kids mad. Mm-hmm. So we always just tried like a majority rules kind of thing, but I would always decide, you know, I wouldn't say, Hey, what do you guys want to do? I would be like, Hey, okay, we can go here, here, here. Yeah. And then you guys would all pick and then I would, whoever got the most votes, we would go, you know, okay. Yeah. This, I guess this is what we're doing. Maybe we'll do this next time. Yeah. So that was fun. That was, that was, that was definitely challenging. Um, I had a few kids in my youth that I'm pretty sure at the time, you know, they grew up in church and they grew up with parents who did Bible studies every night. Uh, pretty sure they knew more about the Bible than I did at that point in time in my life. Cause I'd only been a Christian for mm-hmm. a few years, you know? And what did that do though to your, to your relationship? Cause I remember what it did to me in children's yep. church and, and youth specifically. Yep. So what did that kind of do um, to your walk with God? I guess it brought me closer. I had, I had to know more than these mm-hmm. kids. I had to, like I, I didn't want to be the guy that, Hey, so what happens here? And go, Oh shoot. Oh <laughs> crap. You know what? I'll get back with you. Mm-hmm. I, I would always do that too, but I hated it. Like, so I, I knew that whenever I would bring a lesson, I knew that lesson inside and out. I knew supporting verses. I, I mean, it, it brought me a lot closer to God because I, I had to get involved. Like I had to read my Bible. I had to read stuff on the internet. I had to do research, you know, like I had to talk to, you know, Scott and Jimmy, you know, Hey, how would you handle this? How would, you know, like I had to, like my lessons were always usually pretty like intricate because they needed to be because mm-hmm. I couldn't deal with some, you know, I had, I had to be the guy. I'm the guy that they're asking for questions and for, for answers. And if I didn't have them, I felt like, you know, a letdown, you yeah. know, I felt, I felt kind of like, crappy about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. oh, man. And that's kind of what, you know, that's when I started doing children's church and then youth, specifically those two, it really sparked this fire to learn more because you were the guy, you were the guy they were asking questions and especially children's church for me. I didn't want an eight year old asking me what happens here in this children's Bible study, you know, that we're doing. I have no idea the basics of, you know, Noah, the basics of. You know, these Jonah, all these, you know, big stories in the Bible that, you know, your average Christian that's been a Christian for a long time knows all about, you know. So those are that that kind of sparked that fire. So now you're reading your Bible more. You're praying more. I'm praying a lot. You're you're praying for the kids now. You're not only praying for your personal things. Now you have, you know, 20 kids on a regular basis, you know, at times. Um, You're praying for all in all those people and there's something that happens when you start praying for especially kids but you know people and different people in general you know you feel you you become you feel like you're strong as Mm -hmm. a christian yeah you feel like you're where you're supposed to be you feel like you know you feel like you're this is not the right way to look at it but at that pinnacle peak because we all are striving to get better and better in our Christian life, but we can all say there are moments where we dip. There's moments where we fall. There's moments where, you know, we we do something stupid, basically, and we've all done it. So, 
you know, so, but you're, you're, you're reading your Bible more, you're praying more, you're, you're talking about God more. Yeah. I prayed know? more than I read. And I, I got to the point, I was praying so much. I'm like, God has got to be sick of hearing from yeah. me. Cause it, I was praying for the same things most of the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but it was two or three times a day just because it's when I was thinking about it. And if something that was really, I was getting anxious about, you know, a lesson or I had to have a talk with somebody or whatever, man, like it, Oh, I was in prayer all the time, mm-hmm. all the time, you know? And so, so you talked about some difficulties, but what was the one thing that you, you just loved to do every week that we did? No, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like I, I loved it when, um, Ben would text me a lot and say, Hey, you know, we got nothing going on on Friday. You want to just have a game night, like an impromptu. And then I would send a, on the Facebook page or the text group to the kids. I'd be like, Hey, who wants to get together? Like that was always my favorite. Cause it wasn't like planned out, but it, the whole youth group boys came together. Like we always had 10, 15 kids and we ended up hanging out down here for four hours playing risk or somebody bringing their TV. We play halo or like, you know, mm-hmm. like it just, I mean, it was cool teaching and it was cool, you know, being able to, to learn with everybody, you know, figure some stuff out. like, the growth was great, but I, I really enjoyed just, just hanging out, mm-hmm. establishing friendships, yeah. you know, like, like, absolutely. you know, I know a lot of people, you know, well, you know, they're your youth kids. I'm like, oh man, they're, they're my friends. They just happen to be looking to me for, for guidance. And, you know, I have, you know, a little bit of authority and things like that, but it, it's a friendship. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a relationship. So I, I, I like that the most, I, I, but probably a little bit deeper than that when a kid would come up and say, Hey, you know, have an issue at school, have an issue at home with my girlfriend, whatever. And then sitting for five, 10, 15, an hour, hour and a half talking them through all their, like that. I felt really good about myself afterwards talking like it. I felt like I did something, Yeah, you know, like you felt accomplished. You're like, all right, this is what God, this is why God called me here to do yeah. this. To, it, oh, it was awesome. Yeah. There's not, there's, I didn't even know how to describe it. And I'm sure it's hard to describe this feeling when God uses you to help somebody else yeah. either get better in their Christian walk or just help them to, you know, a, a parent problem yeah. or help them through a school problem or, or whatever youth go through, you know, every day, you know, depression, you know, there's more, more kids than we think that are just depressed. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're doing. They, yeah. they don't, they're lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's something about building that relationships that you talk about in youth that, establish some sort of foundation that they don't even know how to establish it in Christ. Exactly. I mean, cause they're, they're kids, they're teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're just as clueless as you'd expect them to be. They really mm-hmm. are. They, they're trying to figure things out. They're not dumb. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're just, they're naive. They're young. They're inexperienced. They're just trying to figure out life. Yeah. You know, like, like us older guys are now, you mm-hmm. know, like, but they're, they're, they're just new at it. Mm-hmm. So they needed, they need help. They need guidance. And I loved, being that guy that could help push him in the right direction, man. I, oh, it was awesome. Like mm-hmm. you just felt, oh, it's, it's hard to, I mean, it's a typical, it's a God thing really. Like mm-hmm. you just, you felt so peaceful afterwards, you know, like, yeah. oh, you know, that's the word joy. It's, like yeah. there's all kinds of it's emotions. A, it's a lot of different emotions yeah. that, that you think about when you get to help somebody and you see how that help helps them basically. Mm-hmm. And when, cause it's one thing, if you, if you, <laughs> if you give someone bad advice, and then something bad happens or yeah. you, you give them advice you don't know it's bad and then they use that advice and it turns out bad then that never feels good yep. um but you know in the most part if you're reading your bible you're praying like you are you're gonna give good advice mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. how it is you sometimes the way i just i don't even know what i said 
Yeah, just let the spirit speak through me at that yeah. point. In time. And, yeah. and you give the words that need to be given, and it encourages or helps or whatever yeah. it needs to do. So there was a lot of that when we had youth group. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids that came in that, you know, were friends of Ben. They're like coming for the first time. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they, you build this. There's, it's something so special about youth group specifically. We have this individual relationship that molds into like a multi-relationship. You know, not every youth kid's going to like every youth kid. Right. But I hope every youth kid likes their leaders, mm-hmm. likes their chaperones, those adults that are supposed to be helping them. You know, you might favor one above the other, you know, but in, in all reality, you hope that that kid can look up to you for advice. That kid can look up to you for love and, and encouragement and, and be able to, to help them, you know, with whatever problem that they have, because... You wouldn't think a teenager would come up with a hard question, but they oh, probably yeah. come up with the hardest questions yep. ever. Yep. You know, even kids, eight, ten-year-old kids, they can come up with some doozies. They like, oh, oh my gosh. I've never thought about that yeah. before. Oh yeah, man. You know, it, especially like when you're asking things about, you know, we'd be talking about, you know, I forget, I forget. It was a little girl. I cannot remember her name now, but she was. I think, I think her parents were coming here for just a few weeks. She came to youth group and, uh, for three weeks in a row. She asked me questions about dinosaurs mm-hmm. and I, I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll look into it and get back with you. And like I did, but man, yeah. that's, that's kind of hard to, yeah. without touching on like the whole evolution thing and like creation, like that, that was a little rough. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, I, I would just, Oh yeah. So yeah, it does say that the Bible, you know, like we, they walked with like beasts, but mm-hmm. I kind of left it at that. She's like, Oh, okay. But like, Oh yeah, man. Like, uh, aliens got brought up quite a bit. Um, I'd have to do often during prayer time, have to say, all right, before we close out, there will be no spiting anyone. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want to, you know, pray for everybody else, but I want to spite Phil. I hope you smite him. And I'm like, <laughs> no, stop. None of that. Like, it, yeah. 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 There's a lot of joking. Yep. For sure. Which is good. Um, you know, to have some, some fun and some things like that. And kids are just going to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. again, like, like you said, when you're kind of, Getting into the being more involved, you're gonna say things you probably shouldn't have said. No, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, there's many times that people said things they probably shouldn't have said. Yep. But you know, it's all in fun. You know, all that type of stuff. So you're at this kind of pinnacle peak. Mm-hmm. You're at this spot in your relationship with God. You're at this spot in your relationship with your youth. You know, and and I'm sure you know there's. There's something about when you're where you're supposed to. It does help your marriage. Yeah. So certainly. So, oh, yeah. You know, just great. gives you something to talk about, mm-hmm. something deep to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to talk about these kids life and you get to with your wife. You get to talk about how can we help mm-hmm. these people together? It do, it builds a, a stronger relationship. Yeah, for sure. Um, you we know. just had Ian at that time, too. So, like, we were bringing a baby mm-hmm. with us most of the time to youth. Yeah. Like it. Perfect, I guess it's probably where like mm-hmm. things were almost perfect for like on our and our my personal life with my wife, my child. Like it, mm-hmm. it was great, man, because God was one hundred percent involved the entire time. Mm-hmm. So when you are the leader, you're at this pinnacle moment. How old are you? I'm twenty four, five, right around there at this time. Not very old, really. Nope. In the grand scheme, of no. Things. We went to a when we we went to that leadership summit. summit um, Ben introduced us to two of the youth leaders that he knew from a camp he went to. Mm-hmm. And Britt and I, when we first got to this this leadership thing, we sat with all the youth leaders and stuff. But nobody 
would come up and talk to us. Like nobody even seemed like they even cared that we were there. Well, then we started talking to, uh, I forget their names now, a really nice couple, older couple. And uh, Ben introduces, I guess, as my youth leader, Seth, his, mm-hmm. and his wife, Britt. And they're like, you guys are youth leaders? And we're like, yeah. They're like, oh, we thought you guys were kids. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were 10 years younger than everybody else yeah. there. So, you know, and I had all my ear piercings in. I had a couple tattoos showing. Like, I, I looked like, you know, a, kind of a runaway, yeah. you know, estranged teen at that mm. point in time. I was like, yeah. So, yeah, you're not very old. Nope. Um, but you're, you're, you're doing well. You're doing, you're at that pinnacle peak. But then something happens. Yep. Tell us what happens, basically. <laughs> so, I was going through um, a little bit of burnout in the youth. Um not big, but enough to get me questioning, you know, do I really still enjoy doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, do I, uh, do I want to keep doing it? it? Well, you know, am I still supposed to be here? Like it kind of a lot of doubts kind of crept in. Things were still going good with youth. Um, starting to not get real happy at work. My actual, mm-hmm. like my out of youth job, yeah. my, my career, um, was working in the office. I was just starting to get, just starting to get real stale, starting to get, uh, a little depressed with it. And my little brother started at the company that I'm working for. And, uh, but he was working out on the production side and was telling me about how much money he was making. This is all starts with money. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, well, okay. So he's younger than me and doing all this and that, you know, he, he, I went to school, he never did. And he's making a lot more than I am. You know what? I'm not happy. I'll look into going out there. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't, I don't enjoy the office anymore want to be up here and that's exactly what i did i chased the almighty dollar and went out to the production environment but we work a four on four off schedule so there's no committing anymore mm-hmm. i can't say i'll be here every sunday because i work four sundays a week or a, a month you know like i work a lot and so i had to step out so i told jimmy like hey you know i'm stepping out jimmy was super cool about it he's you know give me the, the seasons speech you know mm-hmm. the, you know hey it's, it's just your time to be out and uh i'm like okay cool so i mean jimmy seemed cool with it you know the kids were fine with it Britt was fine with it and i'm like all right well maybe this is what i'm supposed to be doing and i walked out i was mm-hmm. done and it was a uh it was a trip yeah <laughs> bad one so, so you know so you you're at that moment but then you you know you see your brother he's making more he didn't go to to school for you know whatever and then you know you have this opportunity to go out there not only your brother but your dad works out there yep. you know so you know people yep. out there oh which yeah, is a yeah good a good segue it's you know with just you talking to me it's a good job yeah you know, really good job mm-hmm. help help your family mm-hmm. out save some money yep. all those types of things that that can happen you know so you make this you, you make the this decision to to step out w- was that easy no to do no it was not so what are, what are your thoughts though when when you're like how, how did that kind of that battle inside your mind go of going you know should i go should i not go so like when when was the moment where you're like i should just do it i should just go after this this job so i talked with uh my brother and my dad about the schedule uh talked with um some different supervisors about the job that I would be doing. I went to a completely entry level job, mm-hmm. um, but I've never been in that environment before. 
So I talked with them about the money, obviously. Um, and that was enough for me because it, I wanted uh, me, Seth wanted to provide more for his family. Mm -hmm. Didn't once stop to think that God had already provided everything for us. Yeah. And mm. I decided to take it upon myself that, Oh, you know what? I'm strong enough. In my Christian walk, I'll be fine. Not having to be not being able to be at church every Sunday. I can still be there on Wednesday. I can be at church once a week. I'll, I'll still be good. Lots of people do that. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm strong. I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible all the time. I've, I've got a good base knowledge of the Bible. I, I know what I'm doing. You know, like I, I felt real confident about it. Mm -hmm. And when I stepped out of God's will is when I realized it was already too late at that point in time. I, yeah. And I'd already messed up and I knew it was going to be a road, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, so. So you take this job. Yep. You're getting paid a lot more money. Yep. When was the moment that you kind of realized that, oh, wait, this might have been a mistake? When uh, I started trying to be involved, I was like, I, I knew I was falling. Okay. Like, you know, that that, that, that Casting Crown song, that slow fade? Mm. There was no slow fade with me. Yeah. It was straight free fall. Mm -hmm. I see, I mean, the floor just dropped right out and I'm, I'm, I'm falling the entire time. Mm -hmm. Just jumped right off a cliff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no parachute, no nothing, man. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what, like the, I knew I was falling and I wanted to stop it. So I'm like, I need to get back involved with the church again. But I couldn't get involved because of my work schedule. But I didn't want to quit my job because like mm -hmm. I said, I'm, I'm making you know decent money at that point in time. And it was really hard to get away from that and the lifestyle that we had started, you know, the amount of money we were able to save, like it, things were going financially, were going great mm -hmm. and still things with the family were going well at, at this point in time. Like when I first started my descent, but inside I was not happy. Like mm -hmm. I was, you know, I, I knew I messed up. I knew I stepped out of God's will and I was going to have to be, I knew I was going to be paying the price. Mm -hmm. And so then there comes a, an acceptance <laughs> Not not the right way to go, but like you no. know, I accepted the fact that I messed up, and this is my life now. I'm just mm -hmm. gonna try to figure it out, and then that led to a lot of depression. That led to a bunch of, um, I couldn't even get excited about salvations, man. Like mm -hmm. bitterness, envy, jealousies, like any bad emotion crept in because I, I had I had no defense. Yeah, you know, I was. I was the bubble was popped. I'm laying on the floor, mm. completely exposed for everything, all temptations, a lot of sin crept in. And that's when Brit and I's relationship started getting bad. Um, and it was, it was all me. It was all stuff I was doing. Uh, just because I was out of that, that divine, I was out of his will. Like I, mm -hmm. I wasn't doing what he wanted me to do. And I had to figure it out. Yeah. I had to hit per se rock bottom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, things are starting to mess up. You know, you, like you said, you, you kind of, you took that leap off the cliff and, and oh, it's yeah. a fast fall. Yep. And like you said, it's not always a slow fade. Nope. Sometimes when God lets you know pretty quick that, you know, you made a mistake, yep. or you're not where you're supposed to be. But, but then, like you said, there's becomes a point where it's like, well, what do I do? You know, because you have a tough decision how mm -hmm. to make, you know, do, do I leave? Do I go back to the job I hated? Do I, you know, those types of things run through your head. And at that moment, too, probably by the time you've accepted it, um, somebody else was probably doing youth. Yep. So now there's another leader yep. in youth. There's no there's no really going back. Nope. 
to what you what you did because it's not open anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just how things work, you know. When a youth leader leaves, another youth leader comes. So, you know, so you you have this moment. You you've jumped off the cliff. What it, you you kind of talked about already, but really, you know. So you read before you read. You're reading your Bible all the time. You're praying all the time. Now, what does that look like? It looks like somebody who's not reading his yeah. Bible and not praying all the yeah. time. I mean, I, uh, I found a lot of solace in uh, not godly things. Not necessarily like, you know, straight bad, but I play, like, play a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided to uh, start a lot of hobbies that weren't really included. You know, like instead of reading my, keeping, you know, like read my Bible is like a hobby, something I do that I enjoy doing. I found other ways to, because I just couldn't face, I didn't want to face God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to be like, hey, man, I messed up. You know, like, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to admit it, you know? Mm. Yeah. And and I hear you on that one. Because it's not easy to be like, you know, I, I'm i not where I'm supposed to be. Yep. And, and I know you know it. Yep. But I want to, I, it's not that you're pretending, but it's like you're pretending that you're okay when you're not okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll just describe it a little bit like this. You know, I remember what you were like when you did youth, you know? You had this joy about you and that kind of, you know, it's been a few years back. There was that moment where it's probably you're talking about when you're depressed, all that, that joy is gone or whatever. Um, and you can, you can visibly see that you're not joyful anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of people at saw this, it too. Yeah. At that moment, yeah. people talked to you about it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And people did what they could to help. But here's the interesting thing about when you step out the will of God. Nobody really can help you, but you. Yep. You know that's something I feel I've realized yeah. that people can give you a lot of encouragement, maybe maybe give you an encouragement for the day, but tomorrow rolls around and those thoughts come back. Yep. You know, did I make a mistake? Is this even worth all this anymore? All that type of stuff. Should it? And I'm not sure if you thought about this, but I know people have thought these things when they go through types of things like this. Should we even be going to church anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, because now you're not reading your Bible. You're not yeah. praying like you did. You don't feel like you were years ago when you were when you were doing youth, when you were doing when you felt good. Yeah. And now you don't feel good, so you feel like is is going the couple of times that you're able to go even worth going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you thought like so. That. I actually didn't. That's the mm-hmm. one thing that never, I never doubted God this entire time. Mm-hmm. It was all about me, um, and my battle i knew that i was the one that screwed up i i I was i didn't hold god accountable for that at all Mm -hmm. i held myself accountable i didn't hold my wife my kid the youth kids church leadership i didn't hold anybody that was this was all my fight Mm -hmm. something i had to figure out and i'm stubborn i'm really stubborn and i'm not very patient Mm -hmm. and uh i remember talking to jimmy a bunch you know every time that because we went through three or four different youth group leaders at the time and every time, hey, we need a youth group leader. And I'd go, hey, I'm interested. And then, you know, we even talked a couple of times about doing like with like a team. Mm-hmm. So then there would be somebody teaching when I couldn't be there. But it just never, I don't think God wanted it to happen. So it never happened. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm just, then I would, it would just drive me down deeper. I feel so much more defeated. And there was, I remember looking up a couple of times and not seeing any light at all. <laughs> like I'm at the deepest part of the deepest hole, man. I'm, mm-hmm. And somehow I would get pushed down lower. Yeah. Like it was not, it was a very dark time. Yeah. So let me ask you a personal question. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> okay. Here we go. No, um, so you mentioned that it was hard for you to even get joyful about salvation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which Baptisms. is a, which is a, ba- a bad place to be, you mm-hmm. know, when you, when you can't get excited about someone coming to salvation. But I get it. Um, but what did that do when – so you mentioned there's other youth leaders. What did that do to, like, the way that you thought when another youth leader – not that you were upset with that person, you know. I'm not saying that. But the, the jealousy creep its way oh, in. Oh, yeah, there's tons of jealousy. Uh-huh. And it wasn't just for youth either. When, especially somebody younger than me, yeah. was getting you know promoted, I guess you'd say, or getting put into a new spot in leadership that I thought I would have been good at. It, yeah, I'm like, what does this idiot have that I don't? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I, I can tell you three bad things I just talked about with this person this week, and really, mm-hmm. the, and here I am trying to get myself right, and. I can't even, I can't even get us like, why, how come I never got talked to about it? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't even, it was, there was a lot of times it wasn't even a job I was interested in, but I, I wanted somebody to come talk to me about it. You know, like, why, how come I was just making stuff up mm-hmm. and just, just to be a bitter jerk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so like when you're not in, in the, in, in God's will, so you have no joy, you just can't, you, this joy creeped its way. And then when joy is not there, bitterness creeps itself in. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that's why I asked you that question because there's when you're not in a good spot when you can't become joyful is easy for like and I'm glad you said what you said because it doesn't even have to be the thing that you thought that you would be yeah. the best at anything anything good happens for somebody else yep it it creates this I don't know this deep pain inside you like oh you know. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything to do anything personal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Whoever, it's, never, it's hardly yeah. ever personal. Yeah, it was all just it was. It was There's so much doubt and depression creeping in on me, mm-hmm. and just a lot of you know issues with my self worth at that point in time. Yeah. Like why? Why am I even trying? Mm-hmm. You know, then I would go through a three, four, or five month period. I mean, this whole period in my life lasted close to seven years. Yeah, and I mean, it was I would go through uh, periods where I'd, I'd be okay for three, four months. You know. We'd go to like the men's conference and I'd be, I'd be, you know, uh, what's the, uh, revived for yeah. a couple weeks, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh man, oh, I'm going to change things. I'm going to start reading my Bible and that last like two days and then normal stuff would start setting in again. Something would happen at church and I would go, oh, okay. So how come nobody asked me about it? How come everybody always asks my wife or everybody always asks Scott or like whatever, like it, it, it got really hard again. Like it started it seems like every time I got built back up, I would just get knocked right back down. Mm-hmm. I, I could not, for the life of me, get out of the hole that I was in. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to also, you know, you feel like when you don't feel like you're involved. Yeah. It's, it's, it is hard to, I don't know, to keep going yeah. on, on reading your Bible and praying because you feel like, is it worth, is it worth me becoming better in my Christian life if, there's, if I don't see an outcome later on? You know, you're in youth, you're a youth leader, you know, whatever that means. You're part of staff, yep. whatever that means. And, and, and you're, you're in the, the in, I guess, is how I describe it. You know what's going on in church. Yep. But once you step out, you no longer know what's mm-hmm. going on. And I remember there were moments where I talked to you or whatever, and, and I would mention something, and you'd be like, I had no idea that was going on. Yeah. You know? Because of your because your work schedule, yeah, it's it all different. But, so much. but also, you know, just 
you know, not being involved in the things that are going on for work or for whatever else, mm-hmm. um, you know, you start to not, you, you start, you come to church, but there's moments where you may maybe not feel like you're a part of the church. Oh, tons. Oh yeah. That happened a lot. Yeah. You know, cause I, that's back before now I sit up towards the front. I was always sitting in the very back, mm-hmm. messing around on my phone, you know, playing games or whatever while Jimmy's preaching. I'd catch a little bit of what he was saying, but I, I definitely wasn't paying attention, mm-hmm. you know. It, it was this was all things I was doing to myself because yeah. I'm I'm stubborn. Mm-hmm. So it I don't know. It was just really I wanted to be involved. That like what you said earlier. I really wanted to be involved in the fact that I couldn't it destroyed me. Mm-hmm. So but so your work schedule's a little weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um you're not able to be at all services like you were before. No. You know, you're missing quite a few of them. What did that do to your walk with God? It didn't make it any easier, especially mm-hmm. in a downward slide like what I was going through. It it definitely made it a lot harder because uh, I couldn't be here. And then, so now things are going pretty good in my life. And I'm here on like, you know, when I'm off, when I get off nights and I come to work and a lot of times I don't make the service, but I at least make it to Sunday school. And I'll make it the service if I'm not feeling too tired. But I don't want to fall asleep in the middle of church, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I wasn't doing any of that at the time yeah. either. I was like, I ain't going. I'm tired. I just got done working. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. Like, there was so much. I, I didn't want to be here. Yeah. But it wasn't a problem with the church, and it wasn't a problem with yeah. God. It was, I didn't want to yeah. be here. It was all a problem with me. Yeah. You know, and then, so you're not you're not able to come to services and you're not doing like what you're doing now which is a lot better you know it is forcing yourself to go to certain things even when you are a little tired Mm -hmm. from work you know because you don't just work eight hours you work 12 or whatever it is or maybe more some some days than others but um but now you know you're you're what let, let me say it like this so you're a we're supposed to be witnesses outside the church mm-hmm and you're probably a pretty good witness when you're doing youth, if I had to guess. Yeah, I, I thought so. I would think oh, yeah. so. Now you're not coming to church as often. Nope. You're not in a good place. Nope. What does that do with your work life? So you have a new job. Do you think you look like a Christian at work? Oh, no. Yeah. No, and that's that's something I'm still working at. now. I mean, mm-hmm. things are going really well in my life now, um, but that's still something I'm working on, like, now. Yeah. Working on being a better Christian at work. And it, it's hard. I work in a, it's a pretty blue collar environment, the steel mill, you know, it, I, I deal with some pretty tough dudes, you know, and lots of language gets thrown around lots of, uh, um, you know, comments of like a sexual nature. Yeah. It, it's hard to not jump in on that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, especially when I was in my downwards, I, I jumped right in. Hey, I'll talk about this too, guys. You know, like I wanted to fit in there. I wanted to make mm-hmm. friends. Work was actually where I was happiest at. You know, it wasn't at church. It wasn't, you know, yeah. around God. I was happiest around non-Christians. And, you know, there's a lot of guys where I work that are kind of in the same boat I am. They yeah. they go to church and they're Christians. They just they have a hard time getting together there. I mean, that, that our, our environment's not the most Christian friendly. Yeah. And and that's a huge, that's the huge change that yeah. really happened. You change from one environment yep. to the next environment. Yep. A, a toxic environment for oh, the most part. Yeah. But everybody's got to deal with that when you when you do a new job or whatever, especially at a steel mill or mm-hmm. a factory or wherever, a very blue-collar job. Yeah. You know, you're going to run into the average mill guy. Mm-hmm. You're going to run into the guy who doesn't care what he says. Nope. You're going to say inappropriate things. Mm-hmm. 
and you gotta f- feel you gotta figure out how to navigate that. But when you're not in a good place, it is easy just to jump on board. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and that's exactly what I did, man. I I was driving that train sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. I was the one leading the conversations. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Yeah, it, I'm not real proud of it, but yeah, that's that's exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. So, so again, great spot, pinnacle spot. Now you're you're in this spot where you're at, not good. You know, a lot of bitterness, jealousy, feeling unworthy, probably at times. You know, unincluded in church, um, and you say very specifically that that's it's all me. You know, and, and I think about that, too. And that's typically how it is. You know, we might think it's other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But when you step out the will of God, what you're supposed to be doing or what you're called to be doing, you know, it's easy to start to blame others, I guess, for, well, you know, I'm not in youth because this person is or that. But you said you didn't do that. It was very much all on you. And that's not a good place to be, though, either, because nope. then you feel like you're nothing. At least that's what I would assume. Yeah, I thought I was tough enough to handle yeah. everything that was going to be thrown at me at this point in time. But I was very, very wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just ask you, uh, let me ask you something before, before we go into this next area, which is where you're at now. Okay. So you're a lot better, obviously. Oh, yeah. Where we probably yeah. may, might not even be having this conversation if you weren't, but you are a lot better. Yeah. And I'll talk a little bit about what I think too, but let me just ask you a deep question. And if, if you're not even for sure yet, you can tell me you're not for sure. But do you think leaving youth and going to this job was a mistake? I do. Yeah. I do think it was a mistake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. Um, but I've had some massive growth. Now that I finally, it took me a long time to figure it all out, but I finally did. And I'm actually kind of, this can sound really weird. It might not even sound all that great, but like, I'm happy for the journey. Yeah. I've got a pretty strong testimony now. Like, I feel like what I went through is a stronger testimony than like when I got saved, like, you know, cause I, when I got saved, I wasn't doing anything bad. It really wasn't much of a life change for me at all. You know, I tried saying some less, a little bit less naughty words. That's really the big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I wasn't out doing drugs. I wasn't out getting arrested. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I was a pretty clean cut kid for the most part. But so, but this, I mean, battling back from, I mean, I was an adult and I, I couldn't ask my parents for help. Couldn't ask, you know, other adults. Like this was a battle I was fighting on my own and I did it and I'm, I made it, I'm out of the hole. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not necessarily sitting on the mountaintop yet. Yeah, but I'm you. I'm well on my way, man. I'm yeah. feeling really good about things. Yeah. So no, I I'm thankful for the testimony that I'm able to have now with it, being able to share like mm-hmm. on here. Like yeah, um, but it was the wrong it was the wrong move at the time. At the time, God yeah. was providing everything I ever needed, and I let that doubt creep in, mm-hmm. and then I accepted it and ran off with it. And there's this is the way that I view <clears> it, and you might not view it this way, but. You know, looking at your life and, and how it's gone so far, the way that I view it is very similar to God taking something that's not good and making it into something good. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you would probably say the same thing. But oh, yeah. so, so where you're at now? So you went through this crazy journey of your life, just in the few years you've lived as you know, being the youth leader and the not, and, and then now where you're at. So where are you at now? So where I'm at now. Um, you were actually a big part of it. 
by asking me for help on my days off. I'm able to mm-hmm. come in and I, you knew I was looking to do something. Mm-hmm. You didn't know. I didn't even know what it was. I just wanted to be involved in something. You're like, hey, you want to come down on one of your days off a couple times a week, whatever, and help me with different stuff at the church. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And, and I felt it poking me right in the brain. Like, yeah, dude, get down there. It was God saying, Hey, this is mm-hmm. your opportunity to do something. And so I jumped on it. And then you and I being able to be here in church, we around, you know, you and I always talked about, we never talked about stuff. Like I talk at work, like, you know, talked about disc golf mm-hmm. a lot, but I mean, it, it was really nice having that camaraderie again. I, I felt like I belong somewhere again, felt included in something, felt like I was making a big difference mm-hmm. at the church. You know, people would walk in like, Oh, Hey, that looks nice. And I'm like, yeah, Phil and I did that. It looked real good, doesn't it? You know, like it, it just felt good to be, felt like I was making a difference again. Yeah. So it felt good to be doing something. Yes. So that was kind of integral to kind of pulling me out because I was, I was climbing my way out, mm-hmm. but then I was, I just hadn't come all the way out yet. And then you're like, hey, I need somebody, some help down here. I'm like, oh, yeah. Especially since you're doing it on like a Tuesday, you know, and then you would call me, hey, what days are you off? And I'll say, oh, you still do that. You don't, you know, off Tuesday, Wednesday this week. No, man, I, I, don't, I got Thursday, Friday. All right, you want to come down Thursday? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, the only time I don't, I, I tell you if I can, is if I have something to do with like the kids or whatever. But, yeah. You know, I'm most of the time I'm, I'm, I love coming down here and mm-hmm. helping. So, and then that led to me feeling like there was, I needed to be doing something else. And I was talking to Britt and she's like, you need to talk to Jimmy. Cause that's when the men's house was starting to take over. Mm-hmm. They're starting to come out. And then, uh, she was like, you need to talk to Jimmy. So I went and I talked to Jimmy and I was like, Hey, I, I don't know what it is. I need to be doing something else other than what I'm doing. And Jimmy goes, you want to teach? I need teachers. I'm like, is this like a pity offer? He goes, no, you came at me asking for something. I need teachers. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. And then now I've been teaching the class, the men's house since it started. And it's one of my favorite things. I love mm-hmm. it. Cause I'm kind of, I'm kind of doing youth group stuff there. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm helping counsel. I'm helping teach these guys about my class is just all about positivity and encouragement, mm-hmm. which is hilarious knowing who I was a yeah. few years ago, but mm-hmm. it, it's funny how I, I laugh about it. Cause it's just like, I think, I think that was kind of God's way of pulling a joke on me a little bit. Like, Hey, you know what? Since you were Mr. Mr. Positivity for a whole <laughs> six years, let's now we're going to make you do it. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. So the book is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the book is fun. I enjoy yeah. the book. I, I, we did a class last night. It was on, it was people influence people. And I, mm-hmm. I really liked that. Yeah. Uh, cause well, cause then I was thinking about my journey you know, a few years ago. And, uh, there was a lot of good influences in my life at that time. And there was a lot of bad ones. Mm-hmm. So like, it was cool. That was just a cool class to kind of just kind of help mm-hmm. make me think. So what, where do you think you're so there for, you know, there were spurts, like you said, which happens to everybody yeah. that were those revival moments. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times they end up fading away. Yeah. They don't stick. Um, and you're not reading your Bible. You're nope. not praying enough. Um, maybe non-existent at all, but, where where do you think your 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 study is? You're reading your Bible and your praying is now. You think it's a lot better? Than, oh yeah, you know, leaps and bounds, man. Yeah, I'm way ahead of where I was. Mm-hmm. It, it was non-existent. I wasn't praying. I wasn't reading, and I'm not. You know, I'm not definitely where I want to be no, with it, to. but I am. I'm a lot better than what I was for sure. Yeah, it's like, well, like when you when you go from doing something that's non-existent to even starting. Yep. it's a huge a yep. huge morale booster. Yep, you know. You know, the, even even if, and this is why I try to tell people too, you know, even if you were in that period that you're talking about, like six years, if you, didn't, if you hardly read your Bible in six years, if you just picked it up 
three times a week and just read something, a sentence, would feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. You would feel like, okay, I'm, I'm getting back on the right track. Yeah. And, and I kind of feel like that's where you're at. You feel like you're getting back on the right track. You're starting to get more involved. I love our times. When you get to come in and help oh, yeah, me because have, I don't have to do everything. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, and I get to learn stuff. Yeah. You, know, you know how handy I am. Yeah. Like, I'm, I get to learn all kinds of stuff, too, which is nice. And I can go home and go do stuff. You're like, oh, but, yeah, I learned how to do this. But here, here's kind of the moment where I seen this kind of transition inside of you a little bit. You know, not I don't know your inner, what was going on inner, but my, I loved getting to, you know, we play cards on Sunday night. I love when you would ask me when it was warm out. Hey, you want to go take a walk mm-hmm. and just get to talk about life and get to talk about where you're at. Get to talk about where I'm at, mm-hmm. you know, and, and get to just to get to feel the deep relationship that a church ought to feel yeah, right. with its people, you know, with your brother and sisters in Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and getting to do that. I started to realize, okay, I, I know he knows where he's at is not good, but now I'm starting to see, okay, he's, he's, starting to get his feet back on the ground you know with just the the way that you talk about things i remember the way you talked about things before and then now the way that you talk about things i see that you get joyful now when a salvation happens in church a baptism happens in church you know um and and that really gives you this feeling of um on a part of the church yeah because in that six-year period like you said you don't feel like you are. No. You go through the motions. You come to church. You, you give your tithes. Those types of yep. things that you feel like you're obligated to do. But something I told Savannah last week uh, that when we did the podcast was the way that I view church specifically is this obligation. So that's kind of what's what's helping you through that six years. You still have this obligation to the church. Yep. You hate it maybe at times. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good at times. It doesn't feel like it's. It's worth a whole lot at times, um, but it, it's still an obligation. So that still keeps you rooted. Yep. But then I told her when an obligation turns into a want, that's where a believer shines. Mm-hmm. When you know coming to church, reading your Bible, it's an obligation. But but when it molds into a want and an obligation, you know it's so much easier to do that. And now that I'm starting to see the want inside that obligation, mm-hmm. so now you know. Now you're doing this stuff at the men's house. You're not helping teenagers. Mm-hmm. You're helping help man teenagers. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm helping grown men. Um, oh, yeah. so that's a little different, but in all reality, it is the same. Yeah, I mean, they go through the same issues that a kid does. You know, mm-hmm. like they, especially like you know a teenager who's 16, 17, 18. You know, they're they're starting to go through some pretty adult issues at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And these guys have just this might not just be like the you know 27th time they've been through it you know for whatever reason you know so like i i I really feel like i'm helping at this point in time because i I feel like i'm i'm a positive influence try to be you know Mm -hmm. i feel like i speak i got god working through me there that i can really kind of push those guys in that direction too Mm -hmm. it's crazy to see the change i get so excited you know i guess i've been getting excited for like every salvation i've seen now but when those guys get saved and get baptized, I'm I'm like over the moon yeah. for them, man. Because I I know these guys, I have a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are friends, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. It's <laughs> it's weird how you know. I'm not saying I have no idea what your future looks like. You know, I just have no. I, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, we know what he does, but 
it's it's kind of a weird scenario to me to, to see that you did youth and you get excited for when a youth gets saved or a youth changes their lives or a youth gets more involved mm-hmm. in the church or whatever that looks like. But now God has kind of molded you into helping these men over here, some young, some old. Um, and then when they get salvation, when they get baptized or when you see a change, in their life it produces that same joy that yeah. you had when you had when you had teenagers that you were yeah. leading yeah um you know and and that's just cool to me you know that guy would take that would move i'm not saying he's moved your calling maybe you'll be the youth leader down the road i don't know what that looks like um but that god would take you from that and put you where he's at put you where you're at now yeah. while still leaving you at the job you're at mm-hmm. because like I said before, God took something that was bad, a mistake, and made it into something. He did good. And I've, I recently, like the past handful of years, I haven't felt any call to leave where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to help out financially with the church more because of this. Um, at least this, that's how I'm justifying it. And God's not told me any different about it. So you know that's nice. And then I'm able to be here for yes. you, like th- throughout the week and things like that. I'm able to be here a lot. Mm-hmm. you know and yeah i'm missing i'm missing church but there's there's other times i'm able to be here too and you know i'm missing you know it's kind of weird i don't even really know how to say it but like yeah he, he's taken a bad situation and he's he found a way to make it good because my heart's changed finally mm-hmm. and i want to do i've always been able with my i've been on the schedule since i walked out and mm-hmm. I've always been able to do the things I'm doing now. I just didn't want to. And now I want to, I want to be here. I want to help. I want to do so huge heart change is key. I think like Mm -hmm. if you don't want to be here, you won't be here. But if you want to, then that's all you're going to think about. And I think about coming in. Oh, I'll text you. Hey, you need help this week. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're like, yeah, or no, but whatever. And I'm like, oh crap, I'll get to figure out something else. But he's, I, I freed up a lot of, there's a lot of times I can be here when everybody else can't. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, know, yeah, absolutely. yeah, and I don't feel, you know, like on, on our work days, you know, it's a Saturday that I'm working. I don't feel too bad about not being here because there's 10 other dudes here, you know, working, doing things. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, when you need something done on Tuesday and I happen to be working that Tuesday, I'm like, oh, okay, it's just me. Like, I know he's going to have a hard time getting somebody else like it. Mm-hmm. I, I, that kind of, I'm like, Ugh. but they're like, oh, hey, we'll just wait till Thursday. Oh, yeah, I'm off Thursday. OK, yeah. so like I'm able to be here. When, we typically can find a day. To, yeah, to I'm able to be here when the help is actually like 100 percent needed. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes me feel good, too. Yeah. So like I said, he, he took a bad situation and he, he found a way to make make me make it work. You know, like yeah. it got to my heart through it. So mm-hmm. and, you know, so so you've kind of went through this journey. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's been pretty chaotic, is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's and stuff uh, I knew already, yeah. stuff I didn't. I'm already pretty scatterbrained anyway. Man. Yeah, I got my, my, <laughs> I, my brain never shuts off. So yeah, like, I think, I've got so many emotions. Yeah, anybody listening probably could agree with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, definitely. All over the place. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um, but again, like I said, you know, God has given you the ability to help when obviously I need help and. When the church needs help mm-hmm. and, you know, gives you the ability because most people work for a shift. They work yeah. a different schedule. They work. They're not able to be here in the morning. That's the hardest time to find someone to, to help. But God's put you in a place where you're able to help mm-hmm. the church do those things. And you're able to help 
at the men's house when we needed someone to to teach and and you do it well the guys love you over there I think so <laughs> no they do they, they 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 tell me they do um but so you you've you went through that journey um you know where do you think you've grown the most through that whole journey or what do you think's grown the most i guess is a better way to phrase that um to people listening that maybe just know me the past couple of years mm-hmm. um probably wouldn't see a whole lot of difference but you guys have known me for a while i feel like i've i've uh, i've calmed down a lot i'm not as impulsive as i used to be uh my anger is definitely mm-hmm. pretty well placed now like i know it just doesn't happen i'm able to keep that under control um patience i had to learn so much every time i would talk to jimmy about something it's like well, be patient i'm like i'm tired of being patient you know i was being impatiently patient yeah you know, i was being patient but i wasn't happy about it yeah. you know? <laughs> like, like all right fine i'll, just, I'll i'm gonna wait because i know i have to but this sucks you know yeah. like uh so That's i feel like funny. there's I, I learned a big lesson in patience uh i learned a big lesson and just not getting upset about what other people are doing you know, God had called other people to go do things, and that's between them and God. It shouldn't upset me that mm. God didn't call me for this or that. I've made peace with it now. I've got yeah. learned a big lesson in peace too. Like it, I had a lot to figure out, and I finally did. Like I've pretty much every positive human human emotion that I needed to get reacquainted with, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's where I've grown the most. Is just I feel like I'm a lot better person now. I feel I feel good. I was talking to Scott the other day about it. Um, I feel like I'm finally back to Seth laughing joke. I want to have a good time no matter what I'm doing. I don't even care who I'm with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have fun. Even if it's, we could be cleaning toilets. I wouldn't even care. Dude. We're yeah. going to have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's who I used to be. And I finally feel like that's who I am again. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know they like it when I'm in Sunday school too. Yeah. We have, we have a lot of fun when I'm yeah. in Sunday school. Yeah. And, and that is how I know that you're doing well. <laughs> you know, when you're back to your big yeah. kid self. Yeah. You know, in those six years, you weren't really like that. Oh, you know, you, you could tell that. But now, you know, especially I hear stories about Sunday school class all the time. <laughs> You've been in them a few yeah. times. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and that's the old, that's not the old Seth. I shouldn't say it like yeah, that. But, that's you. Yeah. Um, you know, you have always been there, but life becomes rocky. Life becomes chaotic. Life becomes hard. Yeah. And sometimes us goes away and negative emotions come in and yep. it's funny that you're doing a book all on positive yeah, i know it's <laughs> i think it's I, I laugh every time i read this book i'm like there's no way i would have been doing this five years ago yeah <laughs> there's no way yeah it's absolutely angry yeah. to the core to yeah the well then, then i positive. have to go over and i gotta preach it to these guys you know they're, they're going through the same or worse as what yeah. i was going through man like emotionally they're in the same place yeah you know and they're you know I'm like hey it's gonna give you it's gonna be great it's gonna get better hey pull your mind out of the gutter Think about God. Think about positivity. And from where I was five years ago, it, it makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it it's, it's, it's so ironic to me where I was at. And so with all that, with all the things we talked about, Seth, what's your final thought? <laughs> make sure that you're not walking away, man. Like, make sure you're where God wants you to be and be okay with it. Yeah. Like that. I, I knew I was where God wanted me to be, but I wasn't okay with it. Yeah. And so then I made my, my own decision and I was like, I'm a big boy. I'm going to go do this. And it was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not, not something I want to do again. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and the one thing I want to say here at the end is I did let you tombstone me. You did. You're finally admitting it. Yep. 
No, I let you tombstone. You did not let me. Yeah, I did. You did not. Oh, that's what you're saying. You yeah. let me. No, you did not let me. No. Yep. You did not. Yep, I wanted to get on your good side. So you let me. It had nothing to do with the fact that, you know, I had you by like 80 pounds. And nope. I was a little bit stronger. And Nope. You were being a jerk. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, was, I knew you were a minor at the time, too. So let's not get me in trouble. Yeah. A tomb, yeah. I did tombstone a youth kid, but he, he asked for it. I did. I let you do it. Well, I mean, in like figuratively, you yeah. asked for it. Your um, actions asked for it. But I will say, um, again, not to get too sappy, I'm glad to have you as your best friend. Oh, yeah. Man. I, yeah. I, I tell people I love getting to play disc golf oh. with you. I love getting to talk about the deep stuff. Oh, yeah. I love to get to talk about church and. Well, that's that's and, what that's a that's a best friendship that you're talking yeah. about. The, not just hanging out talking about disc golf, talking about dude, what, you know what's going on in life. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? Yep. How are you doing? Yep. You know, and and that's what I'll just say here at the end of this episode is that if you have a friend, don't be afraid to ask them yep. how they're doing. Yep. Because some people can put a nice mask on, even even a good friend of yours, and you might not know that they're struggling inside, mm -hmm. and they might just need you to ask them how you doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that concludes our episode for this week. Um, if you like this episode, you can like and share. Um, again, thanks Seth for being on. Um, maybe you'll be on for a different episode here in the future, but, um, that concludes our episode. If you want to, you can subscribe. Um, you can like down below. If you have a comment, you can comment down below or you can comment us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith. <laughs>